Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Bugle presents... The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post. And the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 7th of October of the year 2020. And your guest today on the podcast, a returning favourite, is celebrity, celebrity, and recent winner of an arm wrestle with an old lady at a pub, Mr. Andrew Zaltzman. Yeah, well, I mean, that was surprisingly the highest rating show I've ever done. And... To be fair, the old lady was the queen. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Um, but, you know, you don't like to... to blow your own trumpet about that and particularly when you're having won the arm wrestle I could blow the Queen's trumpet her official trumpet with which she <laughs> toots herself into rooms people because uh, you always see that there's lots of kind of trump, trumpet players bugle players buglers uh, whenever the Queen turns up uh, anywhere but actually she leads that herself and really they're just uh, um, toadying acolytes uh, mimicking mimicking the Queen who you know, loves her <laughs> they're just she, trumpet she, students she recorded three albums with Miles Davis in the um, <laughs> in the 1970s. They've never been they've never been released. Uh, they were very very avant garde, very edgy. Yeah, I mean, jazz and monarchy don't always go together that harmoniously. But it was uh, I mean, in many ways they played on that, and it was uh, you know almost the re- the, the republican mo- monarchistic tension that that uh, drove the music. Well, you know, in monarchy as with jazz, it's all about what you don't say, right? Exactly, and she doesn't say. A f- of a lot. I mean, she doesn't say stuff all the time. So, but I think and that's she does why it they... off the beat. Yeah, that's right. That's why she. Um, yeah, that's why her and uh, and Miles got on uh, got on so well. Coming up today, uh, you'll be bringing us all the latest in libertarian news for our top story for all of those listeners who love someone with a private school education. Saying, "Uh, well, actually, uh, but first, <laughs> some headlines of stories we won't have time for." 
And in the headlines today, after the news last week that at the end of the long breadline that was the Brexit deadline and Kent's temporarily experimental independence from the UK, uh, rumours are spreading of a deal between Kent and Disney for an entertainment franchise. Kent could become traffic jam land as part of the new gritty reboot world amusement park series Disney is launching under the tagline, Realer Entertainment for a Worser World. Um, so that's going to be an exciting place to take all of the family. Andy, do you know any of the details of the rides or anything? Well, I mean, I've, I've always thought, as someone who grew up in Kent, that Kent itself is the world's greatest fairground ride. Um, you know, it involves everything from <laughs> getting a train to looking at hops. Um, so, yeah, you don't, I mean, who needs a fairground ride in, in Kent? Fair enough. Excuse the pun. And meanwhile, sick of being relentlessly accused of authoritarianism bordering on fascism by a biased left-wing press, Donald Trump has declared a ban on topical comedy, saying all satirical comedians must now focus on tropical comedy, cutting-edge rainforest and equatorial island jokes that can never be a metaphor for his governance on pain of him doxing you on Twitter as the personal owner of a paedophile tunnel and screaming, will nobody rid me of this turbulent priest before refusing to take responsibility for your immediate subsequent murder and insisting on giving a eulogy at your funeral where he tells your loved ones what a fan of him you were. Ouch. Republican senators are expected to duck questions on the matter, say it's probably a joke to own the libs, and laugh awkwardly around the balls in their mouth on the topic while desperately hoping he'll forget to go to their own funeral. And that's the headlines for today. Your ad section now, because how do you know how to be unless you know what you've just bought? In a world gone mad, we need some things to be there for us. It's one of the reasons so many people reach for comforting conspiracy theories, which, while they might lack anything in the way of plausibility, likelihood, connection to reality, or footnotes, definitely have the value of giving you a framework on which to hang your inchoate sense of anxiety. Before you reach for your own research, reach for half a glass of water. Half a glass of water is there. It cares as much as an inanimate object can, and it'll make you feel marginally better about the world without luring you into a doomsday cult. Half a glass of water. It's not lizard people in pedo tunnels, but it's pretty nice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time for your top story. Top story today, libertarian news. Andy, you're the freest man I know. What's happening in the world of libertarianism right now? 
Uh, well, it's uh, it's it's stroppy to be honest. Uh, the world of libertarianism. It's been a yeah, it's been a tough year for libertarians. A lot of disputes over the lockdowns. And the latest here in Britain, uh, just announced uh, literally eight seconds ago by the government, is that they're, they're going to transfer to hourly national lockdowns across Britain. So, depending on whether your name has an odd or even number of letters, and we're talking about forename and surname combined here, you're allowed out of your house or other covid cocoon in odd or even numbered <laughs> hours of the day so 11 letter alice fraser you would be allowed out from uh, in the the odd number hours so from 1 p.m to 1 59 p.m 3 p.m to 3 59 p.m 14 letter andrew zaltzman 2 p.m to 2 59 4 p.m to 4 and so on of course there are loopholes people claiming you know adding hyphens to get you know hyphens to include their middle names uh, or mm. using nicknames you include titles awards etc you know if i style myself andrew zaltzman mbe that would make me both <laughs> odd and even i'd be out all the time i don't have an mbe but the point is i, I should have one at least <laughs> by now so i think you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm a libertarian so i've i have the freedom to award myself that and you've also had people changing their names on government websites every hour yeah, so Anne with no E suddenly becomes Anne with an E, so she can nip out to the shops when she wants to. You know, Jeff J E F F becomes G E O double F. I mean, there's, as always, it was a very <laughs> poorly thought through piece of legislation from uh, a government of wits, and this this has <laughs> further fueled all the arguments over freedom. Now, clearly, it should be said when we're looking at the issue of freedom and COVID that COVID is a puzzle that every single country in the world has answered wrong because there is no right answer. There's no satisfactory answer. There's just different degrees and varieties of wrong. Now, clearly in Britain, we've elected to, to use our freedom to go for the wrongest possible answers almost all the time. And we, we've seen the government itself use its freedom to give itself the freedom to take away people's freedoms. And what could, <laughs> what, what could be more free than that? I mean, we had the freedom not to vote these into office last year and we elected not to use that freedom and instead used our freedom to you know put the lunatics in charge of the asylum in the old parlance anyway the freedom loving freedom lovers of freedom loving britain are not happy now that the government is allowing the hypothetical possibility of something as trivial as widespread death and mass suffering to destroy their freedom not to have to sometimes wear a mask so it's it's really you know it's a it's a fundamental battle of you know just you know practicality against philosophical feelings of whether or not you are in control of your own destiny and that's a, that's a tough battle to win i mean who thinks their nose is that sexy that it needs to be on display at all times you know right i mean that, that, that's interesting isn't it it become you know if it becomes a part of the body that needs to be covered up as has happened with other parts you know some form of nose cleavage is going to become people are, you know showing a bit of nose there I mean, that's going to become a bit of a risque <laughs> thing to do not judging anyone for doing it of course you know see it's your own face <laughs> clearly you can quibble with how the government has has gone about the crisis and you know the issue of freedoms what freedom it's it has curtailed why they've cur curtailed them the looks on their faces whilst they've been doing it uh, i think you can quibble with that certainly also the government's association <laughs> freedoms from the burdens of governmental scrutiny from shame from responsibility from sense their freedom from having to show they're working their enthusiastically expressed freedom from possessing a basic reserve of entry-level organizational competence and their freedom of course to absolutely f everything up but anyway as they say freedom is never truly appreciated until you've enjoyed the feeling of legislating it away from from other people and the, the upshot of this is he's very angry 
libertarians who are angry with uh, the lockdown, they're angry with the government, they're angry with people who are observing the lockdown and people who are accepting what the government tells them, they're angry with the concept of existence, I think. They uh, don't seem to be angry with the virus itself, who I think they see as a freedom <laughs> fighter, really expressing its, its right to totally uh, destroy life and everything that's good about it. So um, I mean, we're sort of in a how many wrongs make a right battle at the moment, and we don't know. We don't know the answer. And there's this split in libertarianism, um, Alice. You know, how do you, you know, what is libertarianism? I mean, what is liberty? Because, you know, everyone likes the idea of being free, but, you know, there's, there's different ways. There's sort of passive libertarianism where you believe in sort of universal freedom for everyone to live as freely as possible, achieved by social and economic structures that facilitate a functioning level of non-invasive, mutually beneficial freedoms. Or there's impositional libertarianism, which is your freedom to do whatever the <laughs> f*** you want, even if it curtails other people's freedoms, whether personally, politically, commercially, or religiously, whatever floats your boat, as long as it sinks other people's boats, so you have the freedom to enjoy nice, clear water without other boats in the way before collapsing like an overstretched metaphor <laughs> and also i use the word curtail in terms of curtailing freedom the word curtail is quite broad as well isn't it because curtail can be in the sense of uh, you know the, the effect of other people's lives being somewhere between slight inconvenience and complete inescapable control and or death so it's it's a sliding <laughs> slide to the scale as and and, uh, and always has done so essentially what i'm saying is one person's freedom loving libertarian is another person's whinging lunatic and uh, that i'm not sure that's <laughs> The, the two twains of that sentence can ever can ever truly meet. Unlike that uh, incident where Mark Twain met Mark Twain from an alternate dimension in an episode of a, a reality television show. Yes. Uh, called Now the Twain Shall Meet. <laughs> it was a cracking show. Absolutely <laughs> superb show. That's all the time we have for your top story today. Because now it's time for your letters to the editor. And there's no time for your letters to the editor today. So remember, you can send a letter to the editor with slightly less good odds of getting it read by writing to us at the last post at somethingelse.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this leap year. And you can hear us again by opening up your podcatcher and pressing play on the fresh episode tomorrow. Do it, I dare you. The guest on the podcast today was the brilliant Andrew Zaltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug? Well, um, staring into an empty void of nothingness, mostly. Uh, it's got a good thing to do at the moment. But also, um, I'm working on a new documentary where I'm trying to forge a convincing third century AD motor car so I can do a documentary <laughs> on new evidence that the Romans actually developed the internal combustion engine and the car, and actually that that then led to the collapse of their civilization. See if there's any parallels that, that can be drawn. So the documentary itself is about my efforts to make this forged third century car to do a documentary about. So it's, <laughs> it's like a documentary within, within a documentary, kind of Russian-style TV. You truly are the Thor Heyerdahl of uh, made-up cars. Absolutely. The last post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. If you can't get enough of me or feel a strong desire to support me directly, sign up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life and downloads of all my specials. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sub-producer, the iron fist inside his velvet glove, is the inimitable pet hunter, as we always say. Good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.